0: Why Faith Kids. We're in a series called Why and today is Why Faith Kids and so uh, I just believe this and I'm thankful for a church who believes this and sees this as well that what we're celebrating today is not the church of tomorrow, it's the church of right now. Amen. It's the church of right now and so how needed and how valuable this ministry is and so today you're going to hear already again from some of those who speak into the lives of our kids ministry and our kids each week and so starting that off today is Miss Stephanie. I'm going to hand the mic to you. Share today. and You're going to see a baton pass throughout the the service today, and you're going to hear a lot about what God's doing in this ministry. But before I do that, can we let all of our Faith Kids pastors and leaders know we love them? Can we do that? Come on, let them know you love them and appreciate them.
1: Good morning. As usual, you can find a YouVersion event. So if you want to go there and pull it up, all the points and the scripture will be found there. And I need you guys to make us comfortable because we're used to ministering to little people in the back. So if you would just poke your neighbor... Okay, poke them. And now fuss about being poked. Then nah, they're touching me. Okay, okay. And I need somebody to ask a random question has nothing to do with Jesus or what we're doing. Kai. That's not relevant. We're going to move on. Okay, so um, we, we rehearsed that this morning in case you didn't get that. <laughs> I thought that was a good random question though. So in Faith Kids, we do several things to keep people's attention and teach them about Jesus. So we're going to give you those things today. We're going to share God's word. We're going to have visuals on the screen. We're going to show videos and we're going to tell you some stories. So welcome to Faith Kids. All right. So this morning we're going to start out the number one point of why Faith Kids is Jesus loves kids. All right, and the Bible gives us a very clear picture of how much he loves kids by giving us this part of the Scripture in three different Gospels. But we're going to look at Luke chapter 18, verse 15 and 16. Some people brought their little children for Jesus to bless. But when his disciples saw them doing this, they told the people to stop bothering him. So Jesus called the children over to him and said, let the children come to me. Do not try to stop them. People who are like these children belong to God's kingdom. Now, I want you to remember that last line. Keep that in your head. People like these children belong to God's kingdom. We also hear about Jesus talking about the children in Matthew 18.10. It says, See to it that you do not despise one of these little ones, because I tell you that in heaven their angels continually view the face of my Father in heaven. Now, I don't know if that hit you the way that it hit me when I read it, and I've I've read it lots of times, but this time when I read it, I went, oh, wait, (laughs) their angels are seeing the face of the Father every day. So if you think it's bad when somebody rats you out for talking about them to somebody here Their angels are talking to God every day. So they have to be super important to him. They have their own angels assigned to them to bring messages to the father every day. All right. So since God loves kids and we love God, that means we should love God's kids. Now, I don't know if any of you have any friends that have children, but you probably love those kids. Not based on the kid itself, but because you love your friend. So um, here comes a story. This is story time. So my mom worked at the elementary school that I went to. And she made this set of friends while she was working there. Okay, I'm a little older. It's been a while since I've been in elementary school. But those ladies still get together every month. And they have dinner once a month. And they do some things to love on each other's kids. They were at my wedding. They were at my daughter's wedding last weekend. They brought gifts. They have grandma baby showers. First time you become a grandma, they have a baby shower. They help you get the things that you need to take care of your grandbaby. Because, you know, mama needs a pack and play, but so does grandma. Somebody's got to, you know, there's all those double things you need. So they take care of each other's children and grandchildren because they love each other. Now, how much more should we be doing that in the house of the Lord? If we love each other and we love God, then we should love each other's children. That's why it's important for us to have faith kids so we can love on each other's children. Another story, and this is this one blows my mind every year. I, I teach across town at Cherrydale Elementary, and every year I ask for people to sponsor my students at the beginning of the year to get a free book every month. It's just a book. But books are important in my room, and I want kids to have books. And every year, people that I went to elementary school, junior high, high school with, they'll say, I'll sponsor a kid. They don't know those children, but because we once had a relationship, because we once were part of each other's lives, they love those kids. And so they send me the $15, and those kids get free books every single year because of that relationship. So if we have a relationship with God— we should be loving on his kids now i want you to think back to that verse we read it said children like these it didn't say the cute kids it didn't say the well-behaved kids it didn't say the athletic kids didn't say the smart kids didn't say those adorable cute fat cheek kids with the rolls It said these kids. That meant all the kids that were there. And I promise you that the same problems that we have now have been being had by children for generation after generation after generation. Those children talked back. Those children didn't pay attention. They did not do what they were supposed to do. They told lies and beat up the little brothers and did all of those things. And Jesus said these children specifically to all of them so I have a story for you about one of our children here at Faith Renewed um so Bentley CEO he's back there if y'all want to turn and look at him embarrass him he's right there Bentley CEO when he was little in the nursery he had reflux and so we'd feed him we'd love on him. he's so cute we would just love him. and then he'd just throw up all over us and we didn't stop loving him because the He had reflux. We just started bringing extra clothes because we change him. We change us. We go back to loving on him. In the nursery, I'd say once a month, somebody has an explosive diaper at least once a month. And so you got to clean it up. It smells up the whole room, makes a huge mess. We don't stop loving that baby because they made a mess. We just clean them up, pick them up, love them. Go back to Owen and Ann over how beautiful they are. And some of you need to translate that message into God's other children. Because just because they're a little messy and they're a little hard to deal with sometimes does not mean we turn them out. But now I'm meddling, so I'm going to go on. Um, so all of these people belong to God's kingdom, and we need to love them. So in faith kids we make sure that we are ministering the core values of the church to them from the nursery up and so if you don't know what core values of the church are they are worship evangelism active bible teaching relationships and service so every week we're worshiping every week we share the gospel every week we are actively giving the word we are building relationships every single week and we have children who serve Every single week in the ministry. So if you think we're just babysitting back there, please, please come on back and we will be happy to show you that that is not what is happening. We are not babysitters. We're not just entertaining them, but we are training them and teaching them to be followers of Jesus. I just have to let y'all know I like this amen corner. This is nice. I don't get this in school. They're just like, mm. so it's nice. It's nice. All right. So the um, Faith Kids Ministry, our tagline is taking kids to the next level. And when they move up from class to class, we say they're leveling up. Each class is specialized for what those children need to be learning from Jesus, and it builds. So what they get in the nursery, they're still getting it in Max. We just keep it coming. So we want to take them from level to level in their relationship with Jesus. So in Faith Kids Nursery, this is where they feel God's love. They're going to feel his safety. They're going to feel that security. We're not going to let them stay in there screaming, laying in the floor. We're going to pick them up. We're going to love on them. We're going to sing to them. We're going to pray over them. They're going to feel that love from God. In Faith Kids, toddlers, we want them to begin to discover who God is. They are one when they move into toddlers. Okay? This is not six, seven years old. One. They get the word every week. They get time to worship every week. We are pouring in to them from that very little age. By the time they leave from toddlers, they've covered two-thirds of the Bible so we go through the Bible every three years. They're in there for two years. They get two-thirds of it before they turn three years old. In Faith Kids Preschool, this is where we want them to explore God's love. So you'll see them doing a lot more things like Play-Doh and coloring, and we'll be bringing in crafts sometimes, other things to help them understand who God is. They're going to pray over their food. They're going to do all of these different things to help them continue to explore God's love and build those relationships with him and others. And Faith Kids Jr., is when we really want kids to start to encounter God. These children are four, five, and six years old in Faith Kids Junior. This is a great time for them to encounter God personally for themselves. So show hands in the room. How many of you accepted Jesus into your life as a child? That's a whole lot of people. All right, put your hands down. How many of you wish you had? Okay, that was everybody else. All right, so... This is the time when they can really start to understand that this is not mommy's Jesus. This is not daddy's Jesus. This is my Jesus, and he loves me. And then in Faith Kids Max, that is first grade through fifth grade. Um, And sometimes sixth grade, if people want to hang out with us, extra year. So in that time, we want them to experience God, not just to know who he is, not just to have a brief encounter, but to really have him as part of their life every single day, every single minute, to know that everybody is a sinner, but we can still keep coming back because God still loves us. He can still bring us from where we were. By this time, kids have got some experiences that they may need some healing from. They have real issues that they are praying for on Sunday mornings. If mama's sick, they're praying. If grandma's sick, they're praying. The kids are not afraid to ask and to pray because they are experiencing God for themselves, and they know that he is going to answer them.
2: Amen. Thank you so much, Stephanie. That was awesome. Um, I really love what we're doing in Faith Kids, and Stephanie just painted a really beautiful picture of what's happening back there. Um, So thank you so much for that. I want to talk today and speak about some of our volunteers and what we are doing back there as volunteers. So um, just like Stephanie spoke about us loving on kids and Jesus loving on kids, um, I want to speak to us about lives being changed. So um, as volunteers in kids ministry, we often think we're just signing up to fill a spot. We're signing up to just babysit kids like Stephanie said, Uh, or we're just signing up to just hang out back there and tell a story and that's cool and we think that nothing's getting into their heads because a lot of times... You don't think they are, right? You think they're, eh, they're not listening. Raise your hand if a parent, you think, when you speak to your kids, they're not listening to you, right? Okay, as teachers and volunteers, we feel the exact same way. But a lot of times, we think we're signing up to minister to kids, and we end up ministering to ourselves. We end end up blessing ourselves and ministering to ourselves and not even realizing that that's what's going to happen when we step into that purpose. So I want to speak to you today about some volunteers that I've had that have just shared some amazing stories of how these kids have spoken to their lives as adults. So first off, I just want to tell you a story about one of our kids, and I'll call Sarah out. (laughs) I asked her if I could share the story, and she said, absolutely. Um, Her kids have been going back there just perfectly fine every week since they started attending Faith Renewed. And one week, she was real nervous to let Finn go to nursery, and he had been dealing with a really bad diaper rash. Okay, if you're a parent, you know how bad diaper rashes can be and how painful and awful it can be for the kids. And so she was just real nervous, and she dropped him off, and she said, he's got a real bad diaper rash. He's probably going to be crazy. He's going to scream a lot. I'm so sorry. And she didn't want to leave him because she felt bad for the volunteers. And one of our volunteers, Miss Regina, she is so amazing with these babies. So, so good. I asked her if I could call her out, too, and she said, yeah, that'd be fine. Um, But she said, sure, and she took him. And she didn't think anything of it. She's got kids of her own that are grown now, but she didn't think anything of it, and she loved on Finn. Well, I went back there to feed Eliza, and I was sitting back there, and Finn was just not having it. He was not happy. That diaper rash was messing with him. He was just not happy about life. And Miss Regina stood up with him. She grabbed him. She said, come on, Finn, let's go. And she started speaking life into him like he mattered more than anybody else in the room at that point. She started saying, Jesus loves you. You are so beautiful. You have so much worth. And in that moment, nothing else mattered to Regina except ministering to that child. And she walked in the hallway with him. She let him lay on the changing table and just chill out. And he was fine. When he she started speaking life over to him, he calmed down immediately. He was like, okay, this lady loves me. Jesus loves me. And I'm good. It doesn't matter if my diaper rash is hurting me right now. Um, so... As a parent, when you drop your kids off, you might not know what you're dropping them off to. You might not know the teacher that's in there. But I say that story to say that the volunteers that are back there are there for your kids and they're there for you. They're not there to fill a spot. They're not there to just check it off their list of serving for the week. They are there for a purpose and a reason. So if you are a volunteer in Faith Kids, whether you serve once a month or you serve every week, whether you serve in nursery or you teach in Faith Kids Max, or you're on Sundays or Wednesdays, can you just stand up and can we show some love to our volunteers that serve in Faith Kids in some form or capacity? Thank you so much. Um, just like we had a handful of people stand up, we also have a fully functioning kids ministry that's happening back there without us. And it's such a beautiful thing for myself and Brent and Stephanie to be able to step away and trust our volunteers. So just like you that just stood up, we have people that are back there serving from nursery all the way through junior and loving on your kids as well. So back in February, I started something on our faith kids team called Must Tell Monday. And I started it because I thought, eh, we should probably be communicating more. I'm kind of curious to see what's happening in the classes that I don't get to serve in every week. And I just wanted to see what was happening, what our volunteers had to say, and I really had no idea what would come from it. So I started that in February, and the first week, it was like a couple people here and there saying, yeah, we had fun, it was so great. And then as the weeks passed, so many amazing stories of what God was doing in the classes, came through those messages they came through of things that were happening to the kids but the lives that were being changed through the volunteers perspective as well so I want to share some of those stories with you the first two stories I want to share are from Miss Miyoshi and she's actually serving in our preschool ministry right now pouring into those kids lives um, and she's just so amazing so I want to read you some things that she has said on two different occasions Her first one, she said, I really feel like it's a great time to remember that serving in the area isn't just for the moms and dads or for the kids, but it's also for us. When I signed up to do Kids Church, I'm not even sure how long ago, I would honestly avoid any leader like it was the plague because the thought of teaching kids gave me so much anxiety. Finally, I decided that if that's where there was a need, then I'm here to fill it and not run from it. I was such a wreck that any time the schedule came out I would literally have an anxiety attack and some mornings before I would literally be in tears. Now I couldn't imagine my life without all of these babies. It doesn't matter how much sugar cereal they eat before church or how sassy they can be sometimes. And you know preschoolers can be sassy. I wouldn't change stepping into this role for anything. I truly believe that they have saved my life on so many levels. New perspectives, a new love for teaching, and they've also helped me become more like Sarah. I just love them. So that was one of hers from um, a couple months ago. And then more recently, she said... I look forward to Mondays because of these posts. Every week when I see these posts, it's a confirmation of a word that God spoke to me almost 10 years ago during service. It blows my mind to think that had I listened to the fear that kept me from working in kids' church for long, I would never know just how deeply blessed, gifted, talented, caring, and loving each and every one of you are. We can all say all day long that we have the best workers, but until you step into it, you have no idea. So that is coming from one of our people that are back there serving with your kids every week. And she said that in relation to the relationships that she has built, not only with the kids, but the other leaders. So I just, I love that so much. Um, If you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, well, I've never worked with kids before other than my own. I don't have patience like the rest of you volunteers do, so that's just not my area. I've heard that so many times. I've heard that's not my area of service. And for some people, it's not. But for a lot of people in some capacity, it is. Romans 12, verses 4 4 through 8 says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives in liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So, if you've been through Faith Track, you've taken our spiritual gifts test. Come on, Faith Track, people. Uh, you've taken our spiritual gifts test and you thought, well, teaching wasn't my top three spiritual gifts, so Faith Kids is not my area of serve. I want to highlight some of the spiritual gifts that align with serving in Faith Kids because. Not just teaching is what goes with faith kids. Or not just uh, faith goes with serving in faith kids. So some of those spiritual gifts are discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, missionary, music and worship, pastor and shepherding, prophecy, teaching, and wisdom. All of those align with working in faith kids in some capacity. Um, A couple other must-tell Mondays that I just have to share with you, all of them are so good to hear and see, but aligning with lives being changed back in Faith Kids, um, one of our workers, she just recently started working, so she's only been working back there for maybe a month or two. She said, the toddlers have my heart. If I'd had enough arms, I would have tried to snuggle all of them at once. Once they get over their initial fears and shyness, they are so trusting. They don't judge or discriminate. They just play with whoever's willing and available. And though they are tempted to push their boundaries and test their limits set before them, they know, who's right. they know what's right and do it when prompted. I want the heart of a toddler, one that puts their whole trust in the one who protects and provides, one that, though a sinner at heart, seeks to please the one who creates and sustains, one who loves others without condition simply because they are God's creation, These babies are such a blessing to me. And I I truly feel like as volunteers, if we were not back there serving with those kids, we wouldn't know that. We wouldn't get to see that and see what's happening in these kids' lives and in turn changing our lives. So one last thing I want to give you before Mr. Brent comes up and shares with us. I had one more must tell Monday, and she said, this is so simple but so huge and so important. She just said, my new purpose all I have to say is I'm gonna love taking care of these little ones. Have
3: you enjoyed this so far? All right, I'll go ahead and apologize to the media people. If I'm supposed to stay in the square, yeah, you know why my kids have ADD, it's, it's from their father, so I'll apologize for that. Uh, but before I get into my part of it, uh, I want to show just real quickly what we're teaching in the back. the It's like a three-year curriculum, so just a quick video of what we're teach, learning in the back.
4: in as many ways and as many times as we can. This is the big story of the Bible. This is the one story that changes everything. This is the gospel project for kids.
3: All right, give it up. That is what we're teaching your kids. It's a three years, and then we repeat that. Uh, but introductions need to be made. If you don't know who I am, it's because you don't have a kid. I'm always the guy that's in the back. If you're in the hallway and you feel, that's not the Holy Spirit, that's probably me running by because I forgot something, and I had to run down the hallway to get it, so that's what it is. But why kids? Why kids? Because we are equipping kids. That's what, that's what our goal is. And people are being equipped. Why do we do that? I'm glad you ask. Y'all going to have to laugh a little harder, but I'm telling you what. The kids get my jokes now. Y'all just have to help me out here. Why do we do that? Proverbs 22 and 6 says this. Well, I better put the glasses on or I'm never going to be able to read it. All right, it says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. And up there it says, start from the beginning how they're supposed to go. And when they're old, they will not depart. I know you all are thinking as parents, yeah, some of us have missed the mark on that one. Nah. Just hold on. Because we're teaching the Bible. And the big question I ask the kids almost every week is, is the Bible true? Oh, come on. Don't make me work. Is the Bible true? Well, if it's true daddy said so. Oh, yeah. See, I know we hate that, but the Bible is his word. If daddy said it, that's the end of it. We want them to know that the Bible's true, and it doesn't matter about your age. God called you. You can do it, young or old. That's it. It doesn't matter if you're rich. If you're poor, God said it. That's the end of it. You can do it. We want them to believe that if they pray for rain, you better bring an umbrella. Now, if y'all don't get that, it's real simple. See, my son, my youngest one, Kyle over here, has tracheal malaysia and an immune deficiency. And we've had tests and tests and tests, and he's had steroids as long as he's been eating. He's had to have it to live. Well, the last test, before he started high school, we needed to have this last test. They said, oh, it's going to be fine. we got to have the proof, though, Doc, before he he wanted to start marching band. We've got to have this proof. So my beautiful wife, which, by the way, I am married. That's the smartest decision I've ever made. Probably the most stupidest decision she's made, but I'll take the blessing anyway. I'll take the blessing. She had the kids pray for him that Sunday morning. Guess what the test results were Monday? You will never hear this about any of my children, but they were normal. Why? Because we have trained and equipped our kids that when they pray, it happens. The prayer request that Faith was talking about, yes, we pray for grandparents. We pray for parents. We pray for every kind of animal you can possibly think of. And these kids are absolutely serious about it. Because when I pray, I expect it to happen. Because that's what the Bible said. That's what we've taught them. We've taught them to challenge us. Take those cards home. Read the Bible with your parents and come back to us. Absolutely. You'll hear it from Pastor Terry. If you can find it in the scripture that I'm doing something wrong, come back to me. We want them to get into the scripture. We want them equipped for the future. And why do we continue to equip Psalms 78, 1 through 6? Now, you know some scriptures that you read, that you hear somebody speak it in your voice, and it needs to be read a certain way? This is one of those scriptures to me. I told Stephanie I wanted to try to uh, get into my inner Puerto Rican or something for my people down here. Because it's got the Amen section over here. You can do that. So. If I don't do it justice, my apologies. But the message is going to come across. All right. So, 78, verse 1 says, Oh, my people, hear my teachings and listen to the words of my mouth. I'm sorry I don't have the accent, brother. It's just not going to work. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, what we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. Listen to this verse here. We will not hide them from our children. And we will tell the next generation his praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. And I'm going to stop right there. That thing says, "We will not hide." It's not referring to us teachers in the back. It's not just us who have to teach. See we get your kids three, maybe four hours a week, maybe depending on how long Pastor Terry decides to preach. It, the we is the parents. The we is the things going on. If your kids come home to you after a Sunday and said, You know, I heard that I could have a relationship with Jesus. Would you as a parent be able to lead them to Jesus? Something about. A little deeper than what you're used to. This is the way we teach the kids. We don't play back there. We want them to know that they can have their relationship with Jesus. Verse 5. He decreed the status from Jacob. And establish the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children. Man, he's serious about teaching kids, it seems like. So the next generation will know him. Then, even the children yet to be born, and that they in turn will tell their children. Why do we equip your kids? Because I want this generation to tell the next generation. It's not just up to me. It's back to the we again. Uh, see, our workers, we have a bunch of youth back there that have just come out. Do you know the biggest question I get from my fifth graders? When can I serve? What would happen as a church if that was everybody mentality? When can I serve? What can I do? What can I do in this church? We tell them you take one year, Pastor Bill, let them soak into you. Then after that, I'll place you wherever you want to go. Because they've got that servant's heart. They've been trained. They've been equipped. That's what we're doing to your kids back there. We've got some videos, some testimonies that are going to come up. Probably do a whole lot better than what I can describe for this. That's just a few of the testimonies. Now you see, I'm a, I'm a visual aid kind of guy. My favorite books in the world, believe it or not, are pop-up books. I absolutely love it. I don't care you open it up and if it's a dragon, if it's a troll, it just makes me happy. I love it. I don't, it's kind of like the same obsession as Pastor Terry and flannel graphs things. I don't, it just makes him happy. But I'm a visual guy. So what I would like first off to do is if you're in this place right now and you've went through Faith Kids at some point and you are now currently serving. Will you please stand up? Now this is just a few of them because the rest of them are currently serving in the back. So, thank you guys. Will the rest of y'all stand up for me please? There's one story um, Steph was talking about stories, and that's pretty much all we do. But this young lady in the back, that Sunday we happened to be talking about purpose and callings and ministries on your life. And she was like, I don't have any talents. I don't have a purpose. So it's not just adults who think that, guys. This is one of our fifth graders. And she's like, I just don't have anything. And I said, well, what are you good at? Because 99% of the time you're already doing your talent. You just don't think so. And she said, well, I'm good at talking on the phone. And she thought she had me. And I said, there you go. She said, what? My parents get mad at me. I said, well, if you do it the wrong way. But see, how many people would love to get a phone call from you that have not been at church for a while? How many people would love, oh, they've missed, they've been sick. I said, can you talk to anybody? She said, anybody on the phone? Don't bother me. I said, then call. That right there will change somebody's life forever. The smallest thing will change somebody's life. That opened up her eyes so much. When we talk about this church of serving, we're not asking you to get up on the stage and preach. Not everybody can do that. We're not asking you to evangelize or missions. I'm not even asking you to join kids if it's not where you're supposed to be what we're talking about today is serving period, point blank wherever it's supposed to be you need to be serving that day that we was uh, the week that we took off from church and Pastor Terry was ministering I thought he stepped all over the last part of what I was going to say because it's the same thing yes we're equipping your kids but we want you to serve We want you to take the next step. So this altar call, it's not just so that we can get more volunteers and kids. If you feel the tug and you're supposed to be, then we want you. We will train you. We will equip you. And we will place you. But if you don't know where you're supposed to be, that's the first step. We want you to find it. For those people who have no clue, we want you to get direction. For those people who think those crazy ideas would never work. Those ideas are going to change the world. Because you're the only one crazy enough to think of it. And for those people who are serving and you just need a boost of energy. It doesn't matter what level you're at. God is here today. Andrew was talking about the faith. I got the faith to believe this church can absolutely turn the world on its end if you're willing to serve. That's what I'm opening for today. Whatever your need is, whatever direction you want to go, this is the place to get it. And then get plugged in. We've got people who are ready to train you in any position. And if it doesn't exist yet, we will figure out how to do it. Because that's what God's called us to do. Love people. Love children. Let's change the world. Let's pray. Father, God, I thank you today for this opportunity to minister. I thank you for the passion that you have put in all of us. Father, for our kids that we want to equip them, to train them, Father, to let them grow in your heart and in your passion and in your knowledge. And Father, I thank you for these people that are in this church that are willing to serve you. And Lord, I ask right now that you will move on each and every person. That you will have a life-changing experience in their lives. Father, that their hunger that they have would increase until they can't do anything but go after you. Father, let your presence flow through this place. Let hearts and lives be changed. Let us draw close to you, Father. In your name we ask, amen.
0: Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.